0: Amen, amen. Good morning everybody. Good morning from Charlotte, North Carolina. It is always a blast to be before you and I have, as always, um, you know, I, I think for me it's always a blessing, you know, always a blessing, you know, for me to have to share God's word and, you know, it's, it's always insightful, right? um once and i think you know for me i've seen over the last you know i'll say years you know even months. i'll probably say about 10 years is consistency in everything that people do but most importantly when you're consistent with god that's the best in ever so deal say hello and if you keep us up with a prayer and we'll get right into it this is the last lap of citizenship it should be the most exciting one so god is good
1: amen Man. Uh, good morning, everyone. Um, welcome to another Saturday morning with God's anchor leg. And um, I'm excited. Um, it is an honor to serve the Lord. And uh, I just give God the glory. So we're going to just get into prayer. Um, Father, thank you. Thank you, Father, for just who you are. Oh, you are so kind. You're loving. Um, you are patient with us. Uh, you make all things known. Um, it's it's just a beautiful walk, Lord, to be with you in you. Um, drenched in you and and just it's beautiful god i love you um i thank you for god's ankle leg i thank you for this platform i thank you for this day of ministry father i pray that you would um just continue to keep us open to receive all that it is you have for us father god take us deeper in you lord god um take us higher lord jesus and i pray that today Um, people get to the full understanding of what it means to be a citizen of heaven. Lord God, I pray that today, the way people speak change, Father God, the way they think change, even us, Lord God, that minister. And I pray God that above all, you are glorified. Um, Let your will be done, not ours. God, we are surrendered. We are your vessels um, here for your use. In the mighty name of Jesus I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. So I'll just ask you, I'll do the interviewing today. I'm gonna have fun today. So will you, you interview me? Oh I'm gonna interview today, right? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so over the last I'll say three weeks, maybe about a period to, so, you know, citizenship, you know, what are some things that come to your spirit? You know, what are some things that you have, you know, deep truths about, you know, things that you already knew that, you know, you probably are more strong in, right? So for someone like that's just probably listening for the first time today, what would you say has been some of those things in your spirit, you know, like some of those thoughts and inspiration for you that be standing out, like, as we're trying to, like, you know, transition away from citizenship. Remember once a God said is we never, as just a topic or a team or, you know, subjects. We just, you know, keep going. So we could always go back and pull up on faith or the spirit. as uh, you know, ministering But um, For you, what would be those things that you say, you know what, these are some of those you know, deep convictions. Because, I mean, I think it was a saying that says, a man that doesn't stand, of course, a woman as well, right? That doesn't stand for something will fall for anything, right? And I tell people, if you're a Christian and you have no convictions, then it's only a matter of time before someone else comes in, like, you know, that distracts you or lies to you or maybe even deceives you. So for you, what are some of those things that has, you know, probably dawned on your spirit over the last couple of weeks?
1: Um... I would say it's quite a few. Hold on. I'm a mom. Come here. Good morning, sweetie. Um, (laughs) So for me, I would think that I would say that um, just I feel like I've been fortified. I've been fortified just in the truth of who I am in Christ you know, we can um, know things, but unless we establish it in our hearts, it's something completely different. I mean, you know, you've got people that are wise in so many ways, but they don't apply the wisdom that they have. And so they're just like this, they just walk around with this wealth of heaviness of like wisdom. And it just, you know, so when I think about it, I think about the fact that there were a lot of things that I knew, but when you know something and you're not, you may not be we're living it at 100%, you become convicted. So those are areas where I've been convicted is fortifying and understanding that I can't be defeated. You know, we, again, we know these things, but then when the test comes, that's when you know if you really believe it, or if you're really living by that truth that you claim to know. So for me, I've been fortified by the words that has been spoken. Um, I find myself, you know, it's, it's, the Bible talks about when Light is shed. Um, you know, darkness can't hide. You know, so whatever was in me, whether it was fear, whether it was doubt in certain moments, those words shed light on those things, and I couldn't stay there. So, um, yeah, I hope that answered the question.
0: Yeah, absolutely, awesome, awesome. So it's always fun to learn. You know, you know how people's spirits are. You know, aligning and what God is speaking to people. A couple of sounds I want to read right quickly. Um, oh, Wait, can weird. you
1: can you answer the question, KJ?
0: Oh, I get to answer the question too.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh wow. Okay. All right. We could do that. Uh, you know, when you are <laughs> when you are born into a nation, right? You have certain rights. You know, and I, I remember one of the attorneys, you know, that was speaking through the protests they have, you know, back home in Nigeria, said that your rights are not. You shouldn't be gifted your rights and made to feel like, you know, you have a gift. Like the certain sense that are yours, right? And I think, you know, my answer is gonna be part of my, you know, part of my message today, right? So in Christ, there are two there are two things that happened when Jesus came. There's the legal part of salvation and there's the vital part of salvation. The legal part is of course, you know, you're born again, you know, like you cut away from sin. But then the vital part is the part, these are things that you should have. You know, for example, you come into an estate and you will pay in HOA, right? For those that don't know what it means, it means like, you know, it's the, you know, you have those, you know, authorities that govern the estates, you know, the housing authorities, and then you pay those dues. And because of the dues you pay, there's certain things that you should have. For example, it is like a park, it is like, you know, playground or whatever. And so here you are, right? And um, you don't even use this thing. You have not get it as this, right? You just pay these dues. A uh, better way to put it is, someone bought the plane tickets. You're going to, let's say, the farthest place you go. You're going to far east, you Asia. You're going to probably Australia. You're going to China. Right, it's gonna be a long flight, you know, and you don't know that when you pick the flight ticket, you had access to a blanket, you know, to cover you up when you're cold. You got some meals, like you have food, you have snacks, you got drink, you got wine. Depending on the amount of tickets you bought, or you actually have a place to sleep, you can actually take a shower. Depending on again what kind of you know ticket you have, but if you if you have no idea what's going on, if you are ignorant, right? then you get to be hungry you get to be cold you're on a plane you're cramped out you know there's a lot that goes on right so for me right being a citizen right in, the, in my study through of god just kind of showed me a few things and just like this beautiful journey to everybody listening to what we had to share it was learning more about what you have as a citizen being able to understand your rights as a citizen being able to understand your dominion now being a Christian, right? You know, some of those things that you should not be operating under, understanding what Jesus said, I am in this world, but I'm not of this world. Um, for those that have probably never read that, I want to challenge you to go read it. He said, it, it, if he think it said in that scripture that is very striking. So he told those people that you are of this world, but you are from the devil. Right, so if you understand the meaning of of and from, very different, like origin, right, and locality. So he said that you're living on earth, but your father is the devil. Very profound statement. So again, it's very interesting. Again, like I said, I'll try to unpack this sense. Of course, we already discussed on this sense, so I'm not gonna go back into those messages. Go back and listen to it. But what he was trying to say that if you are in this world, and you're not born of God. If you're not born of Christ, you're not born again. Your father is a devil. Now again, it's not my words; it's the words of Jesus, right? So he's saying that even if that we are Christians, that we hang out here on Earth, we are not from this world. That we are born of God, and then of course we're going to read scriptures today. Again, almost like this, like my closing statement, the final statement on these things we've we'll learned. Like this is who you are. This is where you are. You know, it's like the more you read God's word, just listen, just check this out. This is something about God that's amazing. Just by listening to God's word, you're getting edified. Right. Um, just by listening to God, so you're getting glorified the same way, you know, like you just you just eat food and then, you know, either you become what you eat or whatever. Right. But the more God's what you have in your spirit, the more it's going on you. The only way God, God speaks to you is through your spirit. And you cannot exactly know what is in the spirit without knowing who God is. And God doesn't separate himself from the world. So for me, um, some of what I've learned or learning or you know, sodifying or like driving deep by my spirit is understanding that as a Christian, you're different from everybody else. And that gift is the gift of God that Christ brought to us. So he didn't just die to save us from our sins. If that's all he did, we're gonna go right back into sin, right? Because it's just it's just our nature, but he brought us the nature of God. So first of all, he died, and so there's a complete separation from sin. And then he brought something else, right? So now our lives have been imparted with the spirit of God. Now we have righteousness. Now we can live right. Now we belong to God, right? um I, I'm trying very hard not to give away you know, some of what I'm going to share because I really want to read these songs. But well, I hope that answers the question, right? You know that it's definitely some amazing things that you
1: have in Christ as a citizen. Okay, thank you. I wanted people to hear from KJ um in that area, but that's good. I mean. You know, so for the for the people that God has used to minister the word, they were fortification and greater awareness of what our rights were. So for those who have been listening, I um I ask you, you know, to comment and let us know what is it that has strengthened you, what is it about the messages that have either convicted you or brought awareness to you regarding. Uh, you being a citizen of heaven. And so I'm excited to hear this psalm that um, KJ is about to read to us. Amen,
0: amen. I mean, just as you speak, I'm trying to give it to my spirit. So so <laughs> think, about, think about how we have lives, right? Now, the day, right? The day, the moments, the hour, whatever it is that people suddenly realize I'm in Christ. Oh, boy. Like, it's, it's almost like, you know, everything you hang out, like, you know, I think I had, so I, I, I was watching a podcast yesterday, very, maybe five minutes of how a couple were married and, you know, so much going on, you know, good couple, good marriage, but just some emotional stuff that they didn't have going right and they came public and was sharing these things. One thing the lady said is that she was growing in a marriage, she began to change. And then one day she realized that she wasn't happy. So for me, it was like something happened in her spirit, right? This is exactly the prodigal, I call it the prodigal son experience. Once you realize I am in Christ, I am born of God, I'm telling you, going forward, your life is different. Like you could literally go to church, man. Like I said, this is not religion. I mean, I don't even have enough sense to come out here and speak to anybody, right? Left for me, I'll go back to bed, right? But it, it, it's important to get what I'm trying to say. That if you the day you realize that being born of God, there's a difference, like something is done in your spirits. At that point, there's a level that God starts speaking to you. Because that's exactly what the prodigal son, if the first day you thought you said, I felt like he said that in the world, the father was understanding, like this guy is coming off age, but he's going on the reverse. I've said many times if I'm wanting to go to you know for those of you that know North Carolina kind of pretty well I'm wanting to go to Raleigh you know which is like towards the north and I find myself in Spartanburg towards maybe Clemson right or maybe towards Columbia I might be going 70 miles per hour 80 miles or even 100 miles per hour but I'm going in the wrong direction. It doesn't matter how fast I go there it doesn't matter how fast I'm driving I have to make a U-turn. Yeah, exactly. So the prodigal son was awake. There was, there was what they called the wokeness. You know, for those of you that use that word, woke, I really don't like that word, right? But, but those of you, said what, you know, that use that word, he was awake, something came on, there's a light that comes on. Similar people tell you, my third eye is open. I always say, what is third eye? So it could be an witnessing in your spirit, but once you realize, right, that you're in Christ, you're born of God. That's what Jesus said, that you are of this world, but you're from the devil. So Jesus was trying to say, like, listen, you have to know where you are. Don't forget, Jesus was born on earth, right? Jesus was a capital son. He had the everybody had. Because people said, don't. You, we know who you are. We know you were born. You were a capital son. Even his brothers did not even know who he was. But Jesus, he don't know Jesus that he was not from this world. There was something that happened. That as it is, it is so are we. Oh, boy. Anyways, Psalms chapter 2. Psalms chapter 2. I'm reading from the message translation. Psalms chapter 2. Um, it says from verse one: Why the big noise, nations? Why the mean plus peoples? It says, el leaders push for position. Demagogues and delegates meet for summit talks. The God deniers, the Messiah defiers. Let's get free of God, cast loose from Messiah. Heaven thrown, God breaks out laughing. At first, it's amusement and presumption. Then he gets bitter and angry. Furiously he shuts them up. Don't you know there's a king in Zion?" A correlation banquet is spread from him on the holy summit. Verse 7 to verse 9 is the me. That's what I want to show you. It says, Let me tell you what God said next. He said, Oh, hallelujah. You are my son. Today's your birthday. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, I want to read this from the message. I'm going to read it from the amplifier, but just let me finish this, you know, this 7 and 9. And today's your birthday. It says, What do you want? Name it. Nations as a presence. continents as a prize. You can command them all to dance for you. Or throw them out with tomorrow's traps. Look at what Amplified said. Verse 7. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. It says, I will declare the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son. This day I declare. I have begotten you. Oh, man. Jesus said something in John. He said John the Baptist is the greatest man that is born of a woman. The greatest of all. The Bible said that John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Ghost from birth. From the womb, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Jesus said that John the Baptist is the greatest man on earth. But he said that he's the least, that the least of the kingdom. What is the kingdom? He said the kingdom I'm bringing you into. He said this kingdom that I'm betting in you. He said this I'm ushering into. He says the least of these ones is greater than John the Baptist. Yeah, What was Jesus talking about? Mm. Jesus said that John the Baptist is upset of every man born of a woman. I want to tell you who you are as a citizen. Is, like, I, I want to start to dawn in your spirits what we're talking about. He says of every man born of a woman, John the Baptist is the greatest. The Bible said he was filled with the Holy Ghost from birth. But guess what? John the Baptist was not born again. He was not born again. A Christian a son that has a life of God in him. You are born into the kingdom of God. That is what Samson was saying. He said that today I have begotten you. Today I have begotten you. Today you're in the kingdom. Today you're a child of God. Today you're born. The Bible says, like you're not born of flesh or blood, but you're born of the spirit. Man, what is it talking about? What does this mean? What is this reality? Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, listen, because Nicodemus was a man, a scribe was, you know, uh, he was one of these Pharisees, you know, these guys, these guys, they knew the world. From birth, they read and read, so they know the world. That's why they could tell Jesus that you're blasphemy, you call yourself God, because they understood the scriptures, the prophets. Jesus said that, except a man be born again, he cannot receive the kingdom. What kingdom? What is Jesus talking about, right? So for me, it's very, it's very important to understand that this, this line we're talking about, right, is different from, well, you know, I'm not a child of God. I see the sin. I'm not a good person. It's not goodness. No. It's literally really something happens to your spirit. There's a translation. There's a translation. I want to show you something else. Oh, man, this, this is really beautiful. This is really beautiful. All right, let's got John chapter 20, John chapter 20, verse 17, NKJV, NKJV, John 20, 17, I'm trying to find my NKJV, he uses different, you know, Bible verses, and then John, John is like locked in all of them, all right, John 20, verse 17, all right, well, how about we just kind of back up a little bit, right, just the back, I'm not going to, I'm just going to give the backstory. so Jesus has died, right, Jesus said, I'm going to, I'm going to rise up, right, and so, of course, the women that were coming back to bomb him up, you know, that's the Marys, right, Mary Magdalene Mary his mom, and, you know, it was like excitement for them, they're also in tears, they're in pain, so they ran over there, and when they got there, the the the, the, the two most of them, which is the greatest miracle, right? The tomb was open. They ran in there and they didn't see him. They saw so angels, you know, like, do you know where Jesus is? They couldn't even realize at that point. Man, how many times have we met angels here on earth and we just walked past them, like, nothing happened? Like, you know, when you see Jesus, they realize that, right? So they walked out. So I want to read for you what, what happened after they walked out now for 14. Now, when she had said this, so she was asking the the people in there, do you know what they, do you know what they took Jesus so to? I can't find him anymore? That's verse 13. So verse fourteen says, now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. And she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. Oh, man. About her. Look at 16, Jesus said to her, Mary, she talked to him and said, which is to say teacher, because she recognized the voice. At that point, you know, it's almost like what Paul said, that, that wisdom, you know, like knowledge, like at that point, she went from nurses, from understanding from science and what they know, she went to Gino school. At that point, she knew, she recognized the voice, almost like someone speaks to you, you're in a room full of people and then someone speaks and says, KJ, you could tell. Almost like what happened when Jesus said someone touched me. Like people are touching you. So when she, because the man was talking to her the whole time, right? We could see here that she was doing most communicating But as soon as she said, Mary, she talked to him and said, Rabboni. At that point, he was teacher. Then Jesus said to her, this is 17, when I was going to read. He says, do not cling to me. Now, listen to everyone I'm saying now. He says, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. He says, but go to my brethren. Now, before that, Jesus was calling them disciples, right? Disciples, right? Because he said he sent them the great commission. But well, now he's changed the words. He's changed the words. He's calling them my brethren I said to them, I am ascending to my father and your father. And to my God and your God. The speech has changed. At this point, right? At this point, is is no longer, you know, you know what John, what John said in John 17. He says, I'm not calling you servants anymore because it's a master doesn't tell servants so going to, I'm calling you friends. But at this point, there's a translation. Now, he's now the first of the begotten, right? Because at this point, remember, that he has risen from the dead. So he's saying, do not cling to me for I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father and to my God and your God. So is Jesus is showing us that you know, your life is really not the same anymore because don't forget the the, 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 the Pentecost was the ushering into that life. That life is almost like now they're born again. The Holy Ghost came out and anointed them. So even at this point, the disciples are not born again. So it is. what I'm trying to show you is that as a Christian, you are not just anybody. You're not just ordinary. You are born of God. You're literally born of God. God himself, that's what I'm trying to show you. For me, each time I read that, man, Psalm chapter 2, but check this out. I'm gonna read more. So almost like like an evidence, right? More evidence that you are born of God because once you believe it. Because the Bible, just think about you know the origin, the the the, the almost like the foundation. You know this is Romans chapter ten, verse nine and ten. If you believe, you know that just in the Son of God, you confess you're saved. That word confession is the, the is the Greek word homologia, which means speaking what God has said. So first of all, you believe in your heart and you speak. So if you believe that you are a child of God you're born in Zion you're a citizen of heaven you know now he's start speaking like a citizen we talked about things deal had talked about you know you know citizen and talked about I think you know the the American those this, the virgin islands and how they have certain rights and certain rights they don't have so it's also a case where you have to understand that when you're born into this world you learn things you learn how to speak English You don't just wake up and they're speaking english is a lie you could have the parents that are hispanics here in the u.s and their kids don't speak english because they only thought the the kids hispanic or, or, or spanish you know whatever right so you you could learn a language you could actually learn hindu you could your kids are born in america you teach them hindu all they're gonna speak is hindu why because they'll learn it in the same way you have to learn how citizens of heaven operate you gotta learn it. You can't just wake up and burn again and then you learn. No, no. That's what Romans 12 verse 2 was saying that like you have to learn, you have to be transformed. Your mind has to be renewed. So Psalm chapter 24. I think it'll be, you know, just to show you pretty much what God was saying there, because that's a very prophetic Psalm. Psalm 24. And then I'll pass it to you, dear, you know, just kind of, you know, almost like what's going on through your spirit, you know. <laughs> um, but praise God, Psalm 24. I'm reading from the Amplified. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness of it, the world and they who dwell in it. Two, for He has founded it on the seas and established it upon the currents and the and the rivers. So that means God owns the whole world. He said, Who shall go up into the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in His holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted himself up to falsehood and to what is false, nor sworn deceitfully. Five. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and righteousness from God of his savior. six, oh Oh man, <coughs> look at verse six. He said, "This is a generation description of those who seek him, who inquire of him, and of necessity require him. Who seek your face, O God of Jacob?" It says, "Lift up your heads, O ye gates." And be lifted up. You age abiding doors, but I can't believe they come in. Oh man, what is he talking about? Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Verse 9 says, Lift up your head, all oh, ye gates. Yes, lift them up. You age abiding doors, and I can't believe they come in. Who is he then? This King of glory, the Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. A lot of times people read this and then of course you know they think you know talking about hell, no, the battle hell. No, right, you know <laughs> it, it's different. It's, it's, it's because Jesus went there, Jesus went into hell, but he's talking about what happened when he has, he has come in now to the kingdom. It is it's, it's pretty much like this is. Let me tell you, there's the legal part of salvation, and there's the vital part And I, I promise you, we don't have enough time to even talk about one word of that sentence because it's just gonna keep winding and winding like a real like like a like a spiral, right? But the truth is that the salvation we're talking about did not stop at Jesus dying on the cross. And no, it's what he did to us what he brought us into. And so the a once you understand that, listen, I am brought into a birthplace place, I'm before the Father. I have my rights in Christ. When God sees me, He sees love. He sees a mature turn. He sees someone that has everything. Right? So you are really not an ordinary person. You are in Christ. You are in Zion, the city of the living God. We company of innumerable angels. You literally are have defeated the devil. The devil is not the one, he does not even a factor anymore. But now what he comes in, he comes in lies and deceits and gallant tongue. And you know, and and and, and, and try to confuse you and you know distract you. I've said it many times before. What the devil does now is to distract you and whisper in your ears. He cannot physically or spiritually fight you because he's lost the battle. But if you don't know it and he knows you don't know it, how does the devil know? The devil is not omnipotent. he's not all power, he's not all-knowing, he knows what you say. So when you come out and say, Oh my god, I've lost this stuff, I've lost this, I'm sick, and this the devil lessons. The devil listens. I say many times he has he has experienced Devil has been here for over four thousand years. He's been on Earth since Adam. He's been on Earth, and he has the literacy. He has no fear. He actually goes where he's not supposed to go, because he has a little bit of power. He took Adam's power. But guess what? Jesus said, "You shall not tempt the Lord your God." When the devil comes here and he's speaking with lying tongue and telling you, "Do you know things are going bad? You know there's a virus out there." When I tell the devil, "Do you know you are defeated?" So do you know who you're talking to? Man, I am in Christ. I am hidden in Christ. I understand that every day. I'm a child of God. I am sitting there with power. Man, when I speak, things are moving. Jesus said, Have the faith of God. Have the God kind of faith. Mark eleven twenty three said, Have the God kind of faith. The moment Jesus spoke, that tree began to die. Jesus said, If you have faith, as little as a mustard, you said to this mountain, Be moved to yonder. Would what was he trying to say? He said, listen, When you are right now. It's not just words but it's power. The Holy Spirit is here. The Bible said the Holy Spirit was here from the day. He said he loves to be with us, and now he's inside of worse. John the Baptist, as great as he was, is not even as great as anybody that is in the kingdom. Do you know that? Do you believe that? John the Baptist, as great as he was, the pathfinder, the one that was witnessing to the light. Boy, here you are. You are the light of the world. Glory to God, deal. Oh my gosh. I know I've been going on and
1: on and on and on and on and on, on, on. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just marinating. That's the word I have. Um, literally, I feel like I'm just soaking right now. Um, you know, you said a lot of great things, KJ. Um But one that really stuck out to me that I was like, man, did people hear that is when Jesus came back and told Mary to tell his brothers that he is going to his father and their father. And um, I said, how much more for us who receive the Holy Spirit and the life of God in us if he said that to them, you know? And I wonder if people heard that and understood. And I just, all of this is bringing me back. And as you mentioned, is the kingdom. Um, when Jesus came, you know, if you listen to his message, his, his announcement, and you compare it to a lot of what the world and the church, rather, the church in the world says, um, it doesn't quite match up, you know. Um, Jesus came and his, his, he heralded to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And the kingdom of God, and we've said this before in previous messages, but just to emphasize on what kingdom means, kingdom means the rulership and the authority and the government of God is at hand. Like I've come and things have changed. Like I am ruling now and he's chosen us to rule with him. And I think that's amazing. Um, I'll go to Ephesians 2, and um, I'll just read from the top. This is the NIV. And it says, as for you, you are dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. And I'm going to just stop here for a moment and see how important it is to read the word of God. Now, the word of God, the the scriptures in the Bible is foundational. I mean, this is for whoever's listening who may be kind of still, you know, just entered into the kingdom or so curious, right? This word literally brings you to life. I remember when I first started reading the Bible and I read this scripture, I felt like I was being told who I was and like, like fire uh, fireworks were going off for me because i was like wait a minute what because i did used to live in this world i did used to do these things and i don't want to do them anymore so it made me want to read more he says um all of us who lived among them at one all of us lived among them at one time gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts like the rest we are by nature deserving of wrath but to us in Christ Jesus and then I go to second Timothy 1 9 and this is when Paul was explaining to Timothy um, just you know teaching him and and showing him how to lead and he says he has saved us and called us to a holy calling not because of our works but by his own purpose and by the grace he granted us in Christ Jesus before time began and so what I want to say to people is it's It can be, um, first of all, a lot of us were indoctrinated. We We were told the wrong thing. And for so long, you know, I love how KJ said, when you are born, you are taught a language. You're not born speaking that language. So it shows number one, that we're teachable, right? But it also shows the power of whatever we're fed. And so, you know, we've been taught differently. Um, thus far in different areas of the world. Like, I'm not sure exactly what KJ was taught, but I know what I was taught. I know that a lot of my family grew up like in the Catholic church or um, my mom, when she was young, her dad was a Pentecostal, you know? So she went from Pentecostal to Catholicism. And then when I came, you know, we went to church sometimes, and so I didn't really have a good foundation as a child. And um, all I was taught was like, "God's gonna punish you." You know, you know that that teaching. I don't know if anyone else. Um, I'm sure y'all, some of y'all have experienced that, but I had to have my mind renewed. Not as, it's not that He's gonna punish me, and you know, death is gonna come at me when I make a mistake. It's that I'm seated with Him, and I have to believe that, right? Uh, KJ said earlier, you got to believe it in your heart and then you got to speak it. And he says, you got to speak God's word um, according to the original language that you said, KJ. So what I want people to understand is that you literally are a whole new being in Christ and you rule and you reign with Christ Jesus. And it has nothing to do with what you have done Um, in our own flesh. Like we are not deserving, but by God's grace and um, being born again, we, you know, being the old man is dead and gone. Um, you have rights and you have privileges and you have rulership, right? And it's all a process of transformation that you just want to be surrendered to. It's beautiful and it's worth it. And um, what was I going to say? I was going to say one more thing. Anyway, it'll come back to me. But most of all, I want people to understand that. Um, you are now in a completely different place, and you have to you have to decide that you believe it, and then you got to live it. And um, and when you choose to live that way, at that point, you have surrendered, and the Holy Spirits that work within you, and you will begin to see that that which is true, which is the Word of God, coming to fruition. Amen.
0: That's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Well, You read a vision chapter, Like, man, this is my notes. Like, dealer, at my notes. Like, I'm telling you, it is, it is great what God is doing, right? Um, so check this out check this out in the mind of God. Everybody is saved by Jesus. Jesus came, Jesus said, yeah. I am. <laughs> Jesus had an origin, a purpose, and a mission, and he did his job when he died on the cross. Everybody's thing was nailed to him. Oh, man, you didn't that,
1: sir. <laughs> That's beautiful, because you know what? It is the truth. Jesus came, and you said, oh, you said in God's eyes, Jesus came and he died for everyone. He's God saved the world. Jesus came to save the world. Oh, my gosh, don't get me started. We're going to have to do that. No, no, Scott, no, no
0: listen. That this is the grand finale. We, we got to make sure it's same, same. Because like you said, growing up, I grew up in a Presbyterian family, right? We went from um, apostolic to first right? Wow. And, and, and yeah, I know it's like, wow, right? Well thankfully my my days in the Sunday school, they call me Sunday school, I learned a lot. So I was I was book, I was Bible smart. I was serious smart. I, I knew a lot about, I read the Bible many times, but so the that key, you know like I call it the code breaker. I didn't have the codes, right? The code, the I call him the code breaker. I didn't have the codes. I just I just have the words and all that fun stuff, right? But check this out. When Jesus died on the cross, in God's eyes, everything was done. Salvation means soteria. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. It's like you get it. I've you many times before, it's like you get a job. You know, for example, when I got my job at a bank, right, they gave me a package. I had everything, password, username, you know, login information, like keys, you know, code, access information. They say, yo, bro, go do your thing. And I got trained too, right? Can you imagine if I got that and then next day you show up to work? They're like, where in the world are you? Where you at? So a lot of God is saying like, that's why he said, go preach the good news. He said, go tell them, go tell them the good news that you've been saved. You don't have to try to save yourself anymore. That's why I'm saying this guy like, you cannot save yourself from sin. He said, his love oh. has taken those sins away. So now you are born again. That's why he said, today you're born. Today's your birthday. So for me, it's like, wow. Do you understand? That's why every day I read Isaiah 61, and I actually read it every day. I tell myself, this is my job on earth. Each time I read somebody, I tell myself, how can I show you that the pains that you have should not be there anymore? He said that you're not be called oaks of righteousness, lofty. He says, Give them beautiful ashes. When I see you crying, I say, Why are you crying? He said, God has done it for you. Because if you understand, listen, at that point, something happens. Now you're activating the power. Spiritual growth, spiritual authority. You know, for me, I've I had a lot of ministers this last season, you know, um, you know, you know. of course, Pastor Chris, um, you know, um, 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 Apostle Lavi, I, I, as, I read, you know, I read the words, I read, you know, the messages. You know what I'm saying? You have find out very quickly that growing in spiritual authority is one, knowledge, To what you say. Those that know me pretty well will know that. Once you start speaking, I know where you are. It's my simple dad. Once you start speaking, I say, ah, I know where you are. So at that point, I know what verses of the Bible to open. I, I, could, talk, I could talk to three people at the same place at the same time and give them four different scriptures because you're different levels, different places. Because as a man speaks, so are you. When people ask it's better for you to be a mute. Keep your mouth shut. If you're going through it, write it down and say, listen, just put it there, pray for me. I'm telling you that it is important to understand that once you start speaking things, you are coding things in the spirit. It doesn't matter if you believe it. If you don't believe gravity, i dare you to go up to your roof and jump no, down. No, don't because do it. <laughs> it's a spiritual principle. the Bible yeah. says that you shall have what you say? They didn't say yeah. when you're a Christian, you're a Jew, you're a Buddhist, you're shim to say what you say, you shall have. The Bible says that if you sow into the flesh, you shall reap you know destruction. God is now not. A lot of people think it's like when I saw him, you know, grace or whatever. No, he said whatever he says shall have. And also it's that mentality, you know, someone is against me, these people hate me, they're trying to subjugate me, my boss doesn't like me. Listen, he said change your mind. Repent means, he said, listen, cast down imaginations. Cast down this, and take it away. Listen, you're a king, you're a queen. I'm telling you, if no one ever told you, you are crowned of God. Force that too. Verse 9 and 10 says, you are a royal priest, a chosen generation, called of God, so you can show the beauties of God. I love how the message could The message says, you show the God colors. There's God colors in you. Do you know you have the, you have the view of God. Do you have an axis? There's a palette. God, every day come comes out and says, God, I'm going to paint blue over here. I'm going to show you that. God is trying to show you of your manicure experience. God is trying to show you off. Everything you tell God He didn't do is God is saying, do you, don't you understand? That's why I'm going to the prodigal sermon. What he say? oh man, I'm a king. I'm a prince. Like he woke up to his senses as a citizen, as a person that is born of God, that is in his kingdom. The senses you don't beg for anymore. You just got to believe it. His faith. I've said it many times that faith is not just, you know, I say something, you no, know, it's, it's that understanding on, on of one that is certain' in my spirit that God is my father. First John 4 17. It says that on that day of judgment, you shall boldly say, you, have been trying to say that you are the child of God. As he is in his word, so am I. So there's no fear of judgment. There's no fear of rapture. There's no fear of the devil because your spirit is witness that you're a child of God. Mm. God is your father. And Jefferson chapter 4, he said by saying, that beloved, you know, whatever is born of God, like you know, trying to show you these things, like God is love. You know, if like you say you're your God and you don't have love, it's trying to show that these are the qualities you have like, of you that's that's proof that you're a child of God. So listen to me, right? To grow spiritually, you have to grow listen to the word of God consistently, consistently. You can be a Christian and be a dynamic in the spirit. It can be anemic, like if you're not feeding yourself. It's like John 4, um, John 4 said, <laughs> you know, uh, actually it's Matthew 4 4. You know, it, it's whatever I come out of the mouth of God, not just food and bread and meat, you know, whatever you eat, right? Whether you're vegan or vegan, it's not important. It's what you feed your spirit. Listen, I, I live in a house right now. I'm in a house, right? And in my house behind me, they see there's a library. So let's look at it. So this might be the best way, right? And I promise I'm not going to talk about this again for a while because at this point, if you don't understand, you don't understand it. Now, you need to, I need to lay hands on you because that's the only way. Now, I, it's three, right? Spirit, soul, and body. I am not my body. And I always say this for ladies and um, for guys that look good. Unfortunately for y'all, right? The real you is not the pretty, you know, looking with your nice, everything and all that, you know, your six pack or whatever it is, your eight. Unfortunately, that's not the real The real you is the one that's inside. So you are a spirit. You have a soul. For people call it mind and you live in a body. In the same way, I live in my house. I'm not my house. If you take the house away I'm not, then you didn't take me away. I am me. I read a book. I have a library so I can read the books. I read the books in my house. So I live in my house. So in the same way, my spirit lives in the body and my mind is conscious. My mind is aware. So when you're born again, the person that ruined you, the spirit inside of you, is born again. It's literally different. You will know that past that you used to have is no longer there anymore. It's like they, it's cleaned out. It's, your slate is clean. You're now awoken in the kingdom of God, right? You're now a
1: something.
0: Right? And now, listen, your mind, now your mind is the one that has to renew. So now you have to educate your mind. So it's not me saying, you know what? I'm not good at math, I'm not good at algebra. I don't speak too well. People don't like me. My content is low. Or men always break my heart or whatever. No, now I renew my mind and say, now what does the Bible say about me? Who am I really? So now I'm educating my spirit, right? And then my body, right, is now, you know, of course, you know, beautifying and all that, your health and all that. So again, I'm not in my house. So if you come to the house, I can I can I probably be a in the house. So that's what happens that like, when you die or when you when you pass away, your spirit, boom, is out. It's going back to where you come from. So like Jesus said, you're this one I'm from the devil, your spirit is going back to your father, the devil. But you're born again, which is what God is saying, all like, of oh, you are my kids. He said that the, the edge and the knowledge of God. Now you're going back to your father in heaven. That's why your, your suit is going to be changed. So again, don't be Remember, They didn't believe Jesus. Jesus and the son of God. They didn't believe him. So when people don't believe you're a child of God, don't freak out. So I tell people, okay, that's fine. You know, so again, you are God. You're a citizen of heaven. You are born of God, full stop, locked, sealed, and delivered. So walk like one. Put your hand up. You can't, like they always say, I like that saying. You say, you can't, you can't look down with a crown on your head. It's on to fall. So chest up, chin out. You will come the way say say, Chill, brethren. You will come the world. Great light is he that is in you That he that is in the world. Jesus said, In the world, there shall be tribulation, there shall be darkness and fear and strife and all this nonsense we're seeing. But he said, Meek, you have peace. He told the one the way he said, If I drink, if I give you my water, he shall taste no more. No more. You will never, ever be in once. Then he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I do not want to attend. Man, how was this guy thinking? He understood where he was at. He knew he was in Christ. Christ was in him. It was like it was like a partnership. It was communion. It was fellowship. He understood 2 Corinthians 13, 14. He said, the love of God. The love of God. The grace of Jesus. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. This is what you have. Jesus said, I'm bringing you the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is at hand. He said, he is in you. So inside of you, right now, you know, you're know, going tell you that this is truth. He says, I am the way to stand alive. Jesus said, the words I speak to you are cleanser. So you're cleansed by the words that you hear, not by, you know, whatever else. So everything that I beg of you, I beseech you. I'm using the, the words that use in Romans, right? I beseech you, brethren. Make sure that you do not ever, ever, ever walk away from the word of God because that is who you are. Romans say that, you know, second verse, say that is a mirror. Is a mirror. You look at the mirror, you are changed. You like that more of Second Corinthians chapter 3, 3, you are changed. So every time look at the mirror, I see myself, I'm coming my bills or whatever, right? So looking look into the one of God, that is where you are. You're changed. So you're, you're becoming what you're seeing. You're, what you're reading is becoming you. And you come out, guess what? You're a giant. You're matured. four verse 11 says that you're not tossed to and fro. They don't come and tell you, is this one, is this one no? Is this, no. this one no? You stand your ground. You're convinced you you know of a fact that you know what this is who I am. I will stand for Jesus. That failed Hebrew man said, even if you're going to kill us, kill us, King, we will not bow. I will not bow. It doesn't matter you say churches I will still do what I'm doing. Hey, come on, arrest me in my house. You do understand what I'm saying? Like it is in my screen. this is this is it. There's no other, there's no two or three. there's no begging no people have to beg you or read the Bible without to beg you or be believing God. Look at me. I'm telling you right now. That except that man be born again, so this is what he's saying: the kingdom of God is in your spirit. Oh, glory to God, dear.
1: <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, it's so amazing. Um, so let me show you what God, like the visions God gave me, as you spoke about the house, right? So before Christ, you know, you are in the in your body or in your house reading your book, but there's like the, a change, like you know, when your lease is up and you like move out and somebody else is moving in, or you sell the home, you move out, everything is cleaned out the house, and then something new comes in. That's what happens when you are born again, when you receive the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Is everything that, huh? Housekeeping. Housekeeping. So everything that was in that house, everyone who lived in that house, everything is gone. The house is cleaned up. A new set of, a new set of people family whatever move in the books that were even inside this house have changed now it's different everything is different you know you got to it's it's all new right so that's one thing and then the next thing that the lord um begin oh god holy spirit bring it back to my remembrance oh god but um anyway what i want to say it will come back to me y'all what i want to say is that um oh the mirror the mirror so the bible talks about you know it's like looking at a mirror now the thing about this mirror Unless when you as as long as you don't read the word of God, you can read everything else. It's gonna be a lot of confusion because everybody has something to say. And I promise you, if you take your time and you read the word of God, this is what's gonna happen every time you read. When you're first looking at the at the mirror without reading the word of God, it's just blurry. Think about taking a hot, hot, hot shower and your marriage just becomes fogged up. And you look in the mirror, you can see your silhouette, but you can't really see yourself, right? And so the more you read the word of God, you can just think about it like air is coming in, air is coming in, you've opened up the bathroom door, air is coming in, you begin to wipe off the mirror, you know, it's a little wet, but you can begin to see yourself. And as you read the word it becomes clearer and clearer, you know, Ruach, that's the spirit of God, that is the breath of God, that is that is that ear that's coming in, that's clearing up this fog and this mirror, but it starts off with reading the word of God, and you begin to see yourself, and this person, this, there's something in you missing that you've been looking for, you've looked in it, for it spiritually, you look for it naturally, and you couldn't find it, it's, it's, it's in the word of God, and, I, like I said earlier, the word, the, the the scripture is the foundation. It catapults you into the, the true life with Jesus. And it's so much more. I'm sure KJ and myself I have so many stories um, that have surpassed the Bible. But for me, it started, and for everyone, it started in the Bible. And one thing I want to say is sin. So Jesus came to save the world. And he says it in his word. Um It is in John 12, 44. Um, Whoever believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me, uh, sees him who sees me. I have come into the world as a light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge them for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Now, one thing KJ mentioned was sin. He said, you don't have to keep living in sin. You know, Jesus came so that you don't do that. And I don't know about those listening, but I know that when I was not reading the word and I didn't seek God for myself, I thought of sin completely different to what it really is. Sin simply means missing the mark. It means, um, guilt. It means failure. It means you're you're not on target. You think about, um, I heard that when you play archery, I've never, I've never, I don't even know if it's a sport, a game, whatever, but archery, I've never done it. But I know that when you um, hit, when you uh, throw the bow, I don't even know the words. I just know that when you pull the thing back and it goes shooting forward, if you don't hit the target, you've missed the mark. They call it a sin in in that game in its own so it's all it's only just missing the mark it's it's just not getting it right and you know that you know that as you've done life though it may have felt good in the moment you just seem to not you can't make that right decision sometimes something is missing and that something is Jesus and it's simply receiving him so I'm gonna uh turn this over to KJ and I'm gonna let him go from here amen
0: amen just a few more things in my spirit um so remember the, the wife of a joke, right? <laughs> the wife of a joke. A lot of people have criticized her. Um, you know, like oh my god, she said cost God and die. But she really meant well for her husband, you know, she was trying to tell the guy, you suffering so much, you are here costing the day you was born. If you want God to okay, keep you just cost him my die. But what I'm trying to highlight there is the maturity, right? That she was ignorant. She was ignorant of really who she was, of you know what I mean at that point I'm not even born against I'm not even sure we wouldn't legally allowed in the spirit you won't blame them right but you have to be careful right you have to be careful what you say what you say in the kingdom once you're born and you know what I always say once now now you've heard you can't say I don't know I'm not aware the Bible says that now let's just come you can't go back to being ignorant you have to be careful what you say as a child of God you have what you say you try to be all nice I'm broke you know I'm sick of this thing this stuff is killing me yo the devil picks those words And he tells his demons, this guy has said he's dying. Make it happen. At that point, as a king, he's spoken, what the word of a king is is power. So he said, I want you to start speaking the right time. I speak as I for people in America, you know, in different parts of the world, you have to speak right to your cities. You have to speak once your cities. It doesn't matter if you don't like the in governments, you know, there's an election, there might be a change of power, it might be still, you know, still whoever is in there, whatever the case is. I'm not a democrat or republican. I really frankly don't know. I don't really care. You know, the Bible has already told me it said the power of the just like a shining light, brighter and brighter. The government is on, is on the shoulder of the church. I am the church. You know, so it doesn't matter who is in office, I'm a little tribe. Right, like a seed, you know, like a like a, like a tree that's kind by the view of the water in and out of seed, I'm, I'm evergreen. So it doesn't matter. What I'm trying to say is speak life to your nation. And the seed is in your difference. Speak life. speak. It doesn't again. I said, don't be emotional. Don't be all emotional. Don't be caught up in your emotion. Second Peter was very clear. He said don't be that person like you speak in that kind of way. Second Peter chapter two was talking about this thing like speaking with anger and all that. Like sometimes I tell people, when well, you're angry, calm down. Don't don't be quick to speak. Many times, like, I'm saying to like, you know what, you know, sometimes I tell myself, take a minute, take a moment, you know, whatever, whatever helps you. But stay away from speaking, because once you speak, you shall have what you say. That's one. Number two is what I call the King Lear experience. Lear is L-E-A-R. If you were into, you know, drama or like, you know, you know, whatever it is you call this when you was in high school or college, you know, if you're a Shakespeare fan, you know, there's a drama called King Lear. Now, you ever seen a drama, right, when you're, you're playing a character in King Leia, you stay in costume. So if it's going to take two weeks for the production, you wear the costume of King Leah for two weeks. So you stay in character. So the King Leia experiences, you stay in character. I say it all the time. It's like the Bible has already been straight like I the Calibus school. he is the author and the finisher. He's the first and the last. He's the beginning and the end. Like he's told us that our parts, you know, what does the Bible say, right? The Bible says that Jeremiah 9 verse 11. I know the parts that, I know the thought that's would towards you. says, so "Thought of peace, I know, it was give you a future and a hope. Unexpected and we know what our end is. our end is beautiful. So like a movie, almost like a Brad Pitt in a movie, right? Or whoever your best movie is, like Sean Connery, that's going to be with the Lord, right? So if he's your favorite actor, he stays, they give him the, the James Bond scripts. He said, "You're going to be James Bond. You're going to say all those stuff, whatever." And even if in the real life he doesn't like drinking whiskey or scotch, in the movie, into the scripts, it doesn't. This is how again you you bypass your mind. With time, you become that. That's what God was telling them. That's what I was telling them in you the children of Israel in you know when they were you know in Exodus, right? He was trying to show them this is. You don't talk like this anymore. You don't say I'm seeing grasshoppers. You don't say you don't say you were grasshoppers before their eyes. That's what he was teaching them. And that's exactly what David showed, different from the other people in the camp. He said, today I shall cut your head off. So God is trying to teach you, stay in character. Stay in character. Say what God has said. That's that confession right there. Speak the word of God. Don't speak the word of man. They say, you know what, this, 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 that. Don't say it. Don't say it. Say what God has told you to say. You know what God has told you to say, go and read the Bible. You read the Bible when God is speaking to you. And let me tell you how God sees these things, right? I promise I'm going to be very quick on this. Um, Just a few scriptures I'll read very quickly. So Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 says that it is God who works in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. So when you're thinking about these things, remember, whatever pure thoughts come to you, Philippians chapter 9 is from God. The devil has no pure thoughts. The devil wants to kill and destroy, John 10 10. So, anytime you have pure thoughts thoughts that come that brings God glory, that's from God. That's how you could tell the Spirit of God that's talking to you. You Don't say, My mind told me no, it's God that's telling you at that point. So, the Bible says that it is God who is in you to both will and to do his good pleasure. That's one. Look at the second one. First Peter chapter 2. I already, you know, I just want to read it out for those that have probably never read it before. First Peter chapter 2, from verse 9 and 10. And I'm going to read that from the NKJV. He um, says, but you are a chosen generation, a real priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that she may be, that she may proclaim the praise of him that called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He says, who was once not a people, but are now the people of God, who have not just obtained mercy, but have now obtained mercy. So this is how you should be seeing yourself. As a citizen, this is who you are. You are holy, you are righteous, you are called of God, you are priests have a priest, that, they perform obligation. you are a watchman it means that you only speak good words, right, if you need more, look at John Matthew chapter 5, it talked about, you know, the light of the world, the salt of the earth, this is, this is your MOS, this is who you are, going forward, never, ever, ever see yourself as a failure, one more, right, one more, First John chapter 3 from verse 1, 1st John 3 verse 1, oh, you're gonna love this, First John verse one. He says, beloved or behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God. Oh man. He said that we're the children of God. So that word right there is technons That means that you're born of the same kind, the same stock. That's what Jesus is talking about in John 17. He says, I'm the vine and the branches and all that. So you are of the same stock with God. I mean, this is not I didn't write this thing. This is what is in the Bible. Okay, look at what the TPT said. The TPT probably maybe help us. He says, Look with wonder at the death of the Father's marvelous love that he has lavished on us. He said he has called us and made us his very own beloved children. He says, The reason the world doesn't recognize us who we are is that they don't recognize him. I already told you before they didn't recognize Jesus. He says, Beloved, we are God's children right now. However, it is not yet apparent what we will become. But we do know that when it is finally made visible, we will be just like him, for we will see him as he truly is. Right? So, again, this is like showing that you are of God. You are a citizen of heaven. There's a mark of God. The Bible says he has put his name on you. The devil cannot mess with you. You are messable with, right? You know, there's another one that, you know, say, but well, the point is, this is who you are. Stay where God has put you. Stay there. Walk in the light of God's word. Don't be fascinated by, like, you know, there's a way people talk about it. You know, I'll never, you never hear me say that stuff. That's not, not true. I don't believe it. If I call it conspiracy, I'm saying that according to the spirits, your life is walking in one direction only, upwards and forwards. Doesn't matter what anyone thinks. Believe that. Bible says so that you have, you have egos, you have words like egos. You're soaring, right? If when people are saying I'm weak, I'm saying I'm strong. Job said, when men are casting out, I said it's lifting up is a stance, in the spirit is a stance, faith is your currency, the word there is documental, so what does it mean? It means that you are trying to, you're trying to like a, like a, like a custom officer, you're trying to make sure that nothing wrong comes in, God has put you somewhere, don't let the devil bring nothing else to your spirits. make sure you're standing guard I'm examining everything that comes in, no fear in my life, no defeat, no weakness, not that you're saying you're trying to say to you you're like you're tired, you're saying you're strong. You no, know, what he's saying that like, from the spirits you are getting an the David could have said, Oh my god, you know, David, this man's a galat or whatever is a giant. He said, No, the man came in the strength of God. When I speak, I speak the boldness from the spirits. I speak from the from the throne of grace because I know that what powers me is what what you are seeing, you're seeing me. But what is power is from the inside. He says, I have strength from the inside. Oh my god, that's what D was reading. Uh, Ephesians chapter two. If you read from verse seven all the way down to verse ten, it was talking about the strength. There's this power inside of you. It's talking about the power. It's an immeasurable power, incalculable power. That's the same thing that Acts was saying. So again, just like a summary of everything talked about, citizens, you are a citizen of heaven. God has ordained, He has crowned you. It's that crowned you with long life and, and, and with, with life a long life and and, and, and and you say with long life and satisfaction that means that everything about you should go accordingly well kj I'm not seeing what you're saying well I'm still sick or I'm still broke or see whatever right Just what you told this man Joshua he said to meditate on the word of God it will make you if you don't see me keep speaking when Jesus spoke to the tree, don't forget the disciples thought this man was crazy. I mean, it was still the tree was still there. But it didn't mean that in the, tree, in the street, the tree was out. Guess what? When he came by the next day, you had to be there. So in your mind, you need to have consistency. Stay with, stay there. Keep saying it. Don't stop talking. it. one day you will see it. Don't be in a hurry, you know, like, it has happened right now, right now. That right now, that whole fast food, whatever. That's not how God works. Sometimes God will tell you, this stuff will tell you, say, my carry. But will surely come to pass. So have faith in God. Have faith in God. Believe God. Do God's words. Stay where God wants you to be. said, Do my work first, seek ye first the kingdom. I've said it many times, prove me wrong. There's nobody that did God's work. How many asked them to do it that was defeated? Nobody. From David to Moses to Abraham, all the way down to people living here on earth today. So be a testimony. I want you to make at the end of your days on earth. Right? Be like Hebrews chapter 11. Be like one of those people that the Bible says that they were called the fathers of faith. That testimony was written in heaven. Because the Bible says in the book of um in the book of Second Corinthians 3 that we are living epistles. So your life is going to be written. People are reading your story. The Bible says that angels are looking into your life. The saints are watching us right now. What are they saying? They say greatness are spoken about you. Don't think that's what they lie. You are still kingdom, you are still reigning. You are still a child of God. It doesn't matter what level you are right now, you can grow in grace. You can grow in the spirit, you can grow in maturity. Don't ever get weary in doing good. Don't ever say people are winning. Everybody's doing it. Not everybody's doing it. Some of us are staying in Christ. Listen to me. You can win. God told Elijah, He said, Elijah, come down. I have over 3,000 people on torches in this land. God's people are still here. Don't feel like you're getting overwhelmed. The Bible says that even if we were pressed on all sides, we're still here. When you walk to the fire, he's there with you. And you say there will be several challenges, so stay where God has put you. Stay there. Stay there. You pay to so listen to God's word. I beg of you. If you're not like anything about me, listen to what I'm saying. Remember, your spirit is designed to believe. Your head cannot believe. It's from your heart that you can believe these words. Jesus spoke a prayer he said that the words were sown on the ground. Some of them fell on the on stones. On he said the, the, the case of this word dropped it off. There's something on, this, uh, on the road. The first and ate the word. It seems like the people that like they believe they had gas one, but the devil came out fully from their hearts. That means that they believe the world, but they, they, didn't, they didn't really understand what they, what they were hearing. So, every day we try is it, to make you understand what God has said about you. Believe the word of God. Believe the word of God. It doesn't matter if you're a prophet or your priest or your pastor, it doesn't say it like this. This is the word of God. This is how God sees you. God has crowned you. He said, This is it. Do you? I know it's time for angels to start singing in heaven. and rejoice in heaven. So let's bring it home. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. It's always an honor. God bless you.
1: Amen. We give God all the glory. Um, We thank him for uh, just how amazing he is. this is all about you who is listening. And um, for you who are in Christ and know others that could benefit from this word, um, it is for you to share it. So for those who um, have been listening and does not have a personal relationship with Jesus, it is simple as we've been speaking that you just want to believe this in your heart. It's something in you that's pulling, that's tugging, that's leaping as you hear these words. And that is the Lord uh, knocking on the door of your heart. And he says, if you hear my voice, if you hear me, don't harden your heart, right? Receive me. So um, it's simple, just believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and confess it with your mouth through a prayer. And um, just say, dear Lord, thank you. Thank you. I receive your word today, Lord. I receive your word today, Lord. I receive you as you knock on the door of my heart.
0: I receive you as you knock on the door of my
1: heart. I believe in my heart, Lord.
0: I believe in my
1: heart, Lord, that you came, that you came, you lived a life like me, you lived a life like me, you surrendered your life through death on a cross, you surrendered your
0: life through death on a cross,
1: you died and you rose again, you died and you rose again, and you sent your spirit to live in me. And you sent your spirit to leave me. Today I declare.
0: Today I declare
1: that Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is Lord over my life. Is Lord over my life. I am a child. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I'm born again. I'm born again. And I. And I surrender my life.
0: Surrender my life
1: to you, Lord.
0: To you, Lord.
1: Use me for your glory.
0: Use me for your glory.
1: Let me walk with power and demonstration. Let me walk
0: with power and demonstration.
1: In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray.
0: In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen.
1: <sighs> well, this is it.
0: This is it.
1: All right. The sin of heaven.
0: Yeah. Um, so next week, we're going to start on Jesus. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. We're going to focus on his words. So not so much his works, of course, the works, the miracles, but the words. Something about the words of Jesus. And, and I'll tell you why next week, why we will focus on his words, uh, his words. Man, you you would see and hear it since you've seen before, but like, the same way you, you, you probably read many times where right? Jesus said you're of the world, but you're not from the world, He made a little bit of That's how these things are said that you don't read it carefully, you miss it, right? The same way he told you know Mary that I'm going back to the father and he changed the tenses from friends to disciples to to brothers, right? So the words are just a so powerful, man. I'm telling you. So what I might do, right? What I think I might do. Um, so don't hold me accountable, is that maybe like a Wednesday or a Thursday, I'll share like the ones, like where we're written from so that we can all come prepared. Like, for example, I know next week, we're going to probably look at Lazarus, right? Lazarus, how Jesus spoke, that's more what he said and what he meant, you know, so I know for a fact that we are starting with Lazarus. So there's no chronology, there's no order, right? It's just our spirit of God is ministering, but we're going to spend time on the words of Jesus. We're going to accept every word. If Jesus said 10,000 words, we're not going to finish this series until we dissect all 10,000 words. It is important. Remember, you are from God. Jesus did a lot for us. And let's not get cut into religion and everything going on. Um, time is short, but it's also the most exciting time. Remember, you can't get crowns when you go to heaven. He's here. The walks. What I'm trying to say is that this is where you end your stripes. Everything that you get to enjoy in heaven, this is where you get to earn. The Bible says that ninth comes. When no man shall work, nine comes and no man shall work. That means that you work in a bank, you work in a law firm, you work in a you know in a in a in a base. You know you work in you know, you're a soldier, you're a politician. Whatever you do, the people there that needs to hear the good news. We've said it before. In the mind of God, everybody is saved. Now whether or not people believe it, whether or not people are working in the light of God's word is up to them, right? Even the man that was about to be crucified with Jesus. In fact, he was already crucified while he was about to just give up the ghost. He said, help me, Lord. Jesus said, tonight, tonight I'll be with me in paradise. So there's an instancy in your spirit, right? When you believe God and you believe God, like, you know, when deal has, you know, you know, spoken the word, to you and you said after her, you pronounce and you confess it, something really happens. So we're happy to share these things with you. I know I give you an announcement. So we're on Spotify, we're on Apple. We are on YouTube, God's Uncolleg, you're not watching this on the page, you go join our page, God's Uncolleg, it's on um, God's Uncolleg at gmail.com, that's our email address, uh, if you just give your life to Christ, you want to hear about it, uh, I'm going to pray for you very shortly, God's work is working, the devil has no power over you, this is literally what I look forward to every Friday night, Saturday morning. Like I'm telling you, even as I get ready, I just assignment I my screen that somebody's gonna be your answer to Christ. One day, one day, we're all gonna to come together and we're gonna celebrate all these things. Now. God is great. God is great. So keep being the light. Remember who you are Isaiah 61. You are called to bring light to your world. Don't be one of those people that go out there to say, Oh my God, his fire is burning. No, quench the fire. You have all ability. All grace is able in your life. Father, we bless you for these ones now. Thank you for everyone that's has listened. The word is going into your hearts, into their spirits. It's growing, maturing, bringing forth fruits. Father, we bless you for the hand of God is working in them mightily. They should not be defeated. The word is working in your lives. As we climb into their business, into their homes, into their kids, into their marriages, everyone that needs help right now, help us come up the Lord. Let you understand who they are. They are rising Christ. But those that just received you in their spirits, I declare and I decree that they are born of the spirits. They receive the spirit of God in their life today. Going forward, signs and wonders follow them. Their hands are now your hands, Father. Their mouths are now your mouths. As I listen to your words, they read your words, they receive, they understand, they comprehend the marvelous light, the mystery. In the name of Jesus, these ones are protected. No sickness can come near them. They are dwelling places. The walls of your hands are blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.